Welcome, I'm Anastasia Glova bringing you the Cato Daily Podcast. Full and edited versions of our podcasts are available on our website at www.cato.org. At a meeting this week in Chicago, the American Medical Association will consider a tax on sugary soft drinks like Coke and Pepsi to fund a public education campaign to fight obesity. According to the Chicago Sun-Times, the Center for Science and the Public Interest estimates that a one-cent tax per can can raise $1.5 billion a year. That's a lot of money. More than the advertising budget of McDonald's, in fact. Are Americans about to slim down into their skinny jeans? Or is the AMA funding another ineffectual fad diet? Cato policy analyst Radley Balco weighs in. Bradley, why do I get the feeling you're going to say this soda tax is a bad idea? Uh, well, you're right. It is a bad idea. Um, there are a couple reasons. One is there's really no conclusive proof that soda is the reason why uh, Americans are putting on weight. In fact, consumption of non-diet soda has remained uh, relatively constant since the late 1980s. And, of course, that's the very period over which we've been getting fatter. And, in fact, the only type of soft drink that's increased dramatically over that period in, in sales and consumption is bottled water, which, of course, has no calories at all. So um, there's really no conclusive data that soda is, is the cause of the obesity problem. I think it's more a matter of people are eating more and exercising less. And I think to single out one type of food to blame and to slap a tax on is a bad idea. That might be right, but the money is going to fund a public education campaign. Would this be ineffectual as well? Well, there are a couple problems with that, too. First of all, the government really isn't sure how to help people lose weight. About uh, 95% of all diets fail. And I don't know about you, but if private industry hasn't found a way to make people lose weight and keep it off, uh, I'm not sure the federal government's going to figure out a way. Um, the other thing is, you know, these syntaxes are always enacted with promises of going toward education campaigns. Uh, we heard the same thing with the tobacco tax, and we hear it with syntaxes on alcohol. But inevitably, this money always goes into the general fund or gets diverted to various projects and doesn't actually do what it's supposed to do. So should the AMA stay out of the public obesity debate entirely? Isn't this part of their advocacy mission? Well, you know, it's funny. I mean, the AMA is supposed to be an organization that represents doctors. Um, and on issues uh, that would seem to be important to doctors, um, for instance, onerous regulations, for instance, the HIPAA law from several years ago, which puts a lot of severe regulations on doctors and actually makes noncompliance criminal. So a mistaken paperwork, for example, can shut a doctor's practice down and, and send them to jail. Uh, the AMA was... was uh, absent on the HIPAA debate. And in fact, they actually uh, lobbied for some parts of the bill. Uh, the AMA has been absent on uh, the prescription painkiller issue where the DEA is arresting these doctors who specialize in pain care uh, because drug cops who don't have any medical training uh, have decided that a given doctor is prescribing too many painkillers. Uh, medical marijuana is another issue where the AMA has sort of taken a back seat and let the federal government dictate medical policy. Uh, instead, we get the AMA doing things like telling us what we should and shouldn't eat, and recommending taxes on soda. The AMA was caught a couple months ago actually pushing off a uh, what was basically a, a piece of propaganda as a scientific poll, uh, complete with a, a made-up margin of error. Uh, it was about um, spring break and how teenagers drink and have lots of sex on spring break. And uh, it was picked up by all the media outlets, and it was revealed uh, a couple weeks later that the entire 
poll was basically, uh, again, a piece of propaganda with no scientific value whatsoever. You know, the organization has taken a, a really adamant stand against alcohol lately, uh, which is odd because it's almost universal consensus in the scientific community now that moderate consumption of alcohol has uh, significant health benefits. And, you know, if you look at some of the other action items at this meeting in Chicago, they're commissioning a study on the effects of video games. Uh, I think there's something about warning people about the effects of Internet pornography. And, you know, it's just it's an organization that unfortunately has been completely co-opted by the, the, the more activist arm of the public health movement. And it's unfortunate because the AMA has a, a solid reputation that it's built over decades. And the fact is, it's, uh, I think it's tainting that reputation with a lot of this activism. So do you have a better solution to the obesity problem? How about a tax credit for healthy eaters? I don't have a solution to the obesity problem. I think the government needs to stay out of the issue. I think what you eat, what you put into your body is your own business. And there's no business of the AMA or the federal government or the Center for Science and the Public Interest. This has been Cato Daily Podcast. Thank you for listening.